But God, we praise you this morning. God, we thank you that you love us. God, we thank you that you know us. And God, we thank you that you are here in this room with us this morning. And God, we lift up our hands, we lift up our hearts, we surrender to you. And God, we pray that you would speak to us and have your way this morning. God, you are a good God and you love us and you know us. And God, we give you so much praise for that. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Before you take a seat, I saw a few of you, turn around, find someone who maybe you don't know, introduce yourselves, take a moment. We're friends here. Good morning to those online this morning. Great to have you with us. Say hi in the chat. Let us know that you're watching. Better yet, if you've got your church center app, check in. Let us know you're here with us. Uh, It's great to have you with us uh, this morning. Well, good morning. Great to have you here. My name is Brad. I'm new here. Um, no, we, Alana and I and the kids have been away for the last few weeks, a month or so, uh, and we are, I know, grown some more facial hair. Um, but it's great to be back. It's great to be in the room. It's, I've missed being here, missed seeing your faces and We've been tuning in online and, and seeing what's been going on, keeping an eye on. I mean, we haven't been able to do that in previous years. We've sort of had to just to trust that everything's gone well. I noticed that Pastor Jackie left the country while I was away. I don't know how to take that, but no, we're praying for, pa- in all seriousness, we're going to be praying for Pastor Jackie and her mum and that situation. Um, kids is on this morning. It's going to be starting soon. So if you've got um, kids from kinder through to grade six, they are going to be leaving the room soon. Crash is on if they're under that and you want, um, you want that service that's already started. Uh, so feel free to, to make use of that if you like, head straight out uh, through to the kids' area and you can check them in there. While I'm chatting and while you're pretending to listen, grab your phones, nudge the person next to you to grab the phone, get the Church Centre app open. If you can't get the Church Centre app open on your phone, maybe you don't have it, so maybe... Ask the person next to you, how do I get this church centre app that this person up the front is talking about? Um, and get that open on your phone, have a look at events, have a look at small groups, um, but more importantly, this morning, just check in. Let us know that you're here. We don't have to check in with QR codes anymore, uh, any of that, but we like to know who's in the room, uh, who's in online, uh, and so our check-in system through that just helps us know that you're here. Um, and that you're, you're with us this morning, whether you're online or in the room, you can do that. If you've got kids, you can also get them ready so that when you walk out there, you can just scan the QR code. I think there's a QR code on that one um, for our system, so that's, that's really cool. Uh, but you can find all that you need to know on the Church Centre app. It's um, up to date 98% of the time, I reckon. Would you say that's fair, Lauren, 98%? up to date, probably even closer to 100% really, isn't it? I mean, yeah. On the Church Centre app, you'll see that uh, on the 2nd of April, which is how many days away? Like six days away, there's a bike ride uh, starting at nine o'clock, beginning in Stratford, heading over to Mafra. So meeting at Roger and Meg's house, if you need details, again, 
you'll find it in the Church Centre app, all the things you need to know. You can register, let us know that you're coming, um, or talk to Tim and Lisa. Tim's the good-looking guy at the back there holding his big Bible. Turn around, give him a wave. Yeah, there you go, he can dance, he can do everything. If you ever need someone to do something for you, Tim's a man, he can do anything. Uh, no, so that's happening next Saturday, um, bike ride. And then in a few weeks' time, believe it or not, Easter is upon us. I think it's the 15th is Good Friday and the 17th is Easter Sunday and we're going to be having some baptisms on Easter Sunday, which is super exciting. So uh, if you want to join in on that, if you want to be baptised or maybe you know someone who wants to be baptised, um, talk to one of the pastors, talk to maybe a small group leader, uh, let us know and so we can get you sort of uh, prepared and ready to do that. I think we're going to even, we're planning to have uh, at least one baptism in Yarram on the same day. Uh, so we're working out the logistics of, of how that works and how we... I don't know, um, transport water. No, I think they've got water in Yarram. <laughs> Fresh out? No, they, they do. So uh, it's going to be a great morning. Uh, some other exciting things planned as well. So make sure you're here for Easter Sunday. It's normally our biggest service of the year in terms of people that turn up. Uh, people from the community come on Easter Sunday. Uh, so make sure you plan to be here um, and be a part of that weekend. It's going to be great. I think I've got everything. Yeah? If you're new and you're want to get connected, again, the Church Centre app is the best way to do that, but there's also um, different ways to get connected in the foyer uh, through some paper forms, um, or come and talk to myself after, if you can find me, or Pastor Lauren, who's here, or Pastor Steve, who's around out in the kids' area, probably already getting ready for kids. Um, We'd love to get to know you and and get you connected in any way we can. But we're going to continue in our time of worship. Um, I should also mention that um, if you've got tithes and offerings in cash form, you can do that at the back uh, on the way in or out, um, otherwise our giving details are on the, the website or the, or the app as well, and so you can do that as well. But I want to ask you to stand and we're going to pray together before we worship some more, um, lean our hearts into what God has for us this morning. You know, 1 Corinthians 13, we were reading in our team meeting this morning, it talks about how God knows us, God knows us completely. We don't know him completely, but he knows us completely. And when he knows us completely, and though he knows us completely, he loves us. He completely loves us. And that doesn't change. And what does change is our knowledge and our love for him. And so the more we understand, the more we know of his love and his knowledge of us, the more we grow in our knowledge and love of him. And so I want you to know this morning, wherever you find yourself, whatever your week's been like, whatever the start of the year's been like, that God knows you. He knows exactly what's going on in your world and he loves you completely right now, right in this moment. And so I want us just to take a moment just to surrender our hearts and just position our hearts before him, to receive from him and to to love on him and to worship him. And so God, we take this moment, God, we surrender our hearts to you and God, we thank you that you know us and we thank you that you love us. God, we thank you that your desires for us are only good. And God, that you have made a way through Jesus Christ to to give us life and to give us hope and to give us freedom. And God, I pray this morning that we might know that love like never before. And God, that we might lean in to what it is that you have for us this morning. God, we might not miss this chance and this opportunity that we have to meet with you and to meet with each other. God, we lift up um, our church and our people to you and We lift up Yarram 
um, sale and those that are online this morning. And God, we thank you that you know us and you love us and that even though we don't all know each other as well as we'd hope and like at times, God, that you are the head of this church and you hold us together. God, you know every need, you know every concern. And God, we lift them to you right now. We think of Pastor Jackie over in England and, and her mom. And we think of um, other situations going on around the world that desperately need your touch in your hand and your spirit at work. And God, we, we lift our concerns and our hearts to you this morning. God, knowing that you hear our prayers, knowing that you love us, knowing that you call us to pray and believe for the impossible. And so God, we do that this morning. We worship you and we honour you with everything we have. In Jesus' name, amen. God, we give you praise this morning. We thank you that you are here in this place. God, we thank you that you are meeting us online. God, we thank you that you are faithful. God, that what you promise, you you will bring to pass. God, we set our eyes on you this morning, regardless of our circumstance, and declare that you are a good God who sits on the throne. And as we come to your word this morning, God, we ask that you would speak to our hearts and that we would leave this place changed, that we would leave this place looking more like Jesus than when we came in. God, we thank you for how you speak to us and we ask that you do that this morning. Amen. Amen. Good morning, everyone. You can take a seat. Thanks, team. Beautiful. Lovely to see Alana with us this morning. Is that your first time back up here since... Well, you know... When you have a baby, sometimes you need a little bit of a break. Good morning, everyone. Sorry, that was like eavesdropping on a little chat with me and Alana there, wasn't it? Anyway, I'm excited to be here. We are, do we know what kind of series we're in? Psalms, very good. Lucky, because that's what I've prepared. Uh, we're looking at the Psalms at the moment, and um, Pastor Rob, he kicked us off uh, amazingly. My good friend Tom shared with us last week, and now it's my turn. Uh, and I'm really excited. I chose this psalm, uh, if you want to start flicking in your Bible or opening up your app, we're going to go to Psalm 130. I chose it because of one particular phrase that just catches my creative heart. It's just beautiful and I imagine it and it stirs my creativity. And maybe when I, maybe it's why you like this psalm as well. And when we get to it, I'll point it out to you. Uh, it's quite a short psalm. So hopefully you'll be able to see where I, when I pointed out. Uh, and then as I looked into it, I was like, whoa, this is, might be a short psalm, but there's a lot more to it than uh, just this one particular part that sticks in my mind. So we're actually going to take a couple of passes at this psalm this morning. But first, let me give you uh, a little bit of like, what is this psalm? So Psalm 130 sits um, amongst a group of other psalms that we call the Songs of Ascent. Uh, and there's a few different... Uh, times that these songs were used, but mostly um, when, when people were making sort of the pilgrimage to the temple for the feasts and the festivals, they would sing these 15 psalms on the way as they ascended to the temple. So it, it sits amongst these songs of ascent. So the first one is Psalm 20 and the last one, um, 134. So Psalm 20 is a psalm about God's presence during distress. Psalm 
121, joyful praise to the Lord. The next, uh, a prayer for Jerusalem. Patience for God's mercy. Help, our help comes from the Lord. Uh, prayer for God's blessing upon his people. The Lord has done great things. God's blessing on man's efforts. Joy for those who follow God. A cry for help to the Lord. A prayer of repentance. Surrender as a child of the Lord. God's sovereign plan for his people. Praise of brotherly fellowship and unity and praise to God in his temple. That's the, the songs of ascent, the sort of main theme of each of those psalms as the people made their journey to the temple for the feasts to praise God on their way. This psalm is also one of seven of the psalms that is considered one that is really a lot about our repentance and our need to repent and our need to come before God and ask for his forgiveness. So that's sort of some context of this psalm. So we're going to take two passes at it this morning uh, and hopefully you'll see why. Let's just get into it and I pray, uh, I just pray that this morning the word speaks uh, to your heart as it did to mine. The, the word is smarter than me, so let's get to it. Uh, verse 1. Are you all there? Have I given you enough time? You flipped there. Brilliant. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. O Lord, hear my voice, and let your ears be attentive to the voice of my pleas for mercy. Out of the depths, he cries. Out of the depths, he cries. There's a few... Um, times in scripture that we hear them talk, we hear people reference crying from the depths, and sometimes they name what they're talking about out of the depth of my despair, from the depth of my pain, the depth of my grief, the depth of my sin. Uh, and that's probably what is being refer- referenced here. Um, out of the depth, I cry to you, Lord, hear my voice. And you notice that he says, Lord, twice. Lord, Lord. And um, I don't know if it shows you there, or perhaps in the version that you've got in front of you, uh, once when it says Lord, it's like little capital letters Lord, and once when it says Lord, it's like Lord with a capital, but just, yeah? And so he's not just repeating himself Lord, Lord, he's actually saying Lord God, like the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, like the God who created the heavens and earth, the powerful, mighty God, and also Lord, my master. So he's like... He's coming at it from two, he's not just repeating himself unnecessarily. Sometimes the psalmists repeat themselves to like add a little bit of punch to what they're saying, but that is not really what he's doing here. He's calling God who he is, powerful, creative, sovereign over all, and also my master. I cry out to you from the depth. Hear me as I cry out to you. And he's saying, hear, answer, and help, really, right? Like, hear me, answer me, and help me in the depth. God, I need you creator of all, my Lord and master, I need you. And he's asking God for his mercy. This always makes me think of um, when, uh, let me just read, it's in Lamentations and it says, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases, his mercies never come to an end and they are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. He's crying, I love, because it's sort of like what we were just singing, right? Great is the faithfulness of God, his mercies are new each morning. Out of the depth I cry to you, God. Is that me making that sound? Surely. What did I do? Uh, I'm crying out to you, Lord, for your mercies that are new each morning. I cry out to you from the depth. I don't know if you've ever found yourself in a place of crying out from the depth. But what we, what we start to see here is that this is a psalm that is about our journey of salvation. And so uh, most of us here this morning can probably... Uh, sort of imagine this psalm in our life, crying out from the depth of our sin to a God who has mercies that are new each morning, crying out, Lord, hear me, answer me, 
and help me, I cry out to you from the depth. And verse 3, it says, if you, O Lord, should mark my iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? So again, he's talking to God, the creator, and he's talking to his master. If you should mark my iniquities, who should stand? If you could make a list of the things that I had done wrong, God, if that's what you did, if you kept a list of things that I had done wrong, who could stand before you? I mean, I relate to the psalmist here, me too. (laughs) Same. God, if you made a list of all the things that I had done, could I stand before you? Could I stand before you? And verse 4 says, but with you there is forgiveness that you may be feared. So we see this first sort of part, he's crying out to God and now he's acknowledging like, I'm not worthy of who you are. I'm not worthy of the goodness of who you are. If you made a list of all that I had done wrong, how could I stand before you? But great is your faithfulness. Great is your love toward us. Great is your love toward me. Because the psalmist is really speaking specifically here, a hymn to God. um, And we can relate to that, I hope. In Psalm 103, it says, The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always chide, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sin, according to that list. He does not deal with us according to our sin or repay us according to our iniquity. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward us, those that fear him. As far as the east from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions. So we cry out to him. He hears us and he answers us. He saves us. He removes our sin far from us. I, I don't know. This, I love when I see the, the foreshadowing of Christ in the Old Testament, right? It's not just in the Psalms. It's everywhere, foreshadowing and foretelling and, and, and the whole of creation yearning toward Jesus on the cross. And I don't know about you, but coming toward Easter, I'm starting to feel that, just that lean toward, as we acknowledge what the cross means, everything yearning toward what that means specifically for us. He's talking about salvation here, right? So he's crying out to God. He knows that his sins are great. And he knows that there is forgiveness. And then he says, I will wait for the Lord. My soul waits And in his word, I hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than the watchmen wait for the morning. More than the watchmen wait for the morning. This is the part to me that caught my attention. I thought, yeah, I'm going to do that psalm that has that bit about the watchmen in the morning because, oh, doesn't it just, I don't know, something about that just gets my creative brain going. I'm imagining what that might be like. It's not clear here. There's a couple, it could could be like uh, Roman, like guards, Standing, like looking out, uh, like soldiers, right? Like standing guard, waiting for the morning light. Or it could be uh, like the priests before they head up to the temple, before the morning sacrifices. So they're waiting just for like the peak of dawn before they do that. It doesn't really matter. We're not sure, but it doesn't really matter because it just is showing us this beautiful uh, picture in our mind, right? I feel like now, in motherhood, I understand this better than I ever have. Uh, If you're a parent in the room, maybe it's not just a mum thing or a parent thing. Let me explain to you something that uh, happened to me during newborn life. I I, I like to sleep with my curtain open. Does anyone do that so the sun wakes you up? Does anyone do that? I don't know. Maybe that's weird. But that's how I like to do it. And when you have a newborn, uh, they wake up a lot of times in the night. Yeah? 
Yeah. Uh, I see a, a tiny little newborn over there, so it's very cute. Uh, just wakes a lot of times in the night, I imagine, right? So my little dude, he woke maybe three or four times in the night as a newborn. And there's something relieving about the morning. I don't know why, because in newborn life, if you, if you have a newborn, and if you don't, let me tell you, there's something relieving about the sun coming up. I don't know why, because it's the same thing. You're going to be doing the same things, changing nappies, feeding babies, cuddling them. It's lovely. But there's something about the night where you're just like, soon it will be daytime, surely. Surely soon it will be daytime. And I would sit in my bed at Ezra's last little feed of the morning, and I would, because I sleep with my window open, I would watch out the window, like, surely the sun's about to be up. It must surely be morning. And I had this experience of just, like, watching and waiting for the morning. I don't know if you've experienced that, but that first little crack of light is like, yes, I knew that the sun would come up. The sun has not failed to come up so far in my life. It comes up. But just the relief and the joy and the waiting in uh, assurance that the sun would come and then it does. And that's what the psalmist is saying. He's like, they wait knowing that the sun will come. The sun is going to rise. It's a confident assurance that God will be faithful to what he has promised. We cry out to him. We know that we are not worthy, but he has promised his steadfast love. And so I look to the horizon and I wait in confident assurance that the sun will rise. Confident assurance that my salvation will come. And so then he says... O Israel, hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is steadfast love, and with him is plentiful redemption, and he will redeem Israel from all its iniquities. And so here he's gone from speaking about his relationship with God and his cry to God, and now he's speaking about Israel. And so uh, he's been moved, and, and really this is such a great picture of our salvation and then how it moves us into mission and action, because he's been moved by what God has promised. He has seen what is coming. He's cried out to God, and he knows his salvation is sure. And now he says, O Israel... So now he speaks to them saying, what I have experienced, so should you. What I have experienced, so should you. And it's such a picture of how uh, we are to be activated in mission, that when we know God, we should be sharing with others about who he is. So um, let me, I was about to go to the wrong page. He says, uh, O Israel, let the Lord hope in the Lord. As I have hoped in the Lord, you can also trust in the Lord because I have seen him be faithful and he will do the same for you. For the Lord, in the Lord there is steadfast love and we saw that again in Psalm 103 and with him is plentiful redemption. So we're moving not just from a faith and a declaration that is about us but also to one that is about those around us. And that's the Psalm. Right? And so that feels very encouraging. Like, yep, I uh, have experienced salvation. I don't know if you're like, yeah, cool, Lauren, that's nice. I, I know about that. I have a story like that of my redemption. I have a story like that of being uh, far from God and then God bringing me close to Him. And now I, I have a heart that is on mission and uh, after the things of God. So maybe uh, the challenge then is that it's not just. Um, a moment in our life. So you know, we have this 
uh, salvation experience uh, and it changes us for eternity. So it, it is this, this moment that changes eternity, like the cross is a moment that changes eternity. We have uh, this encounter with Jesus that changes us for eternity, but it's not something that we just leave there. We don't get to graduate from the gospel. We don't get to graduate from good news. It's a blueprint for how we go on. Because we're not uh, sort of living in our perfection now. We are all on a, on a journey uh, being transformed to be more like Jesus. We're on the way. We're still on the way. And so I don't know about you, but like I have found myself in the depths again. It wasn't like God saved me and I never found myself in the depth again crying out to him. <laughs> maybe, maybe the... The challenges around this, because salvation is an incredible gift, uh, but we never graduate from that. It's a blueprint for how we go on. So if we read it uh, like it still speaks to us. So out of the depths I cry to you, Lord, oh Lord, knowing who he is, let your ears become attentive to my voice and my pleas for mercy out of the depth, God, out of my current sin, out of my current brokenness. God, in my current pain, in my current grief, I cry out to you from the depth. God, with the prayers that I feel like you haven't answered, I cry out to you from the depth. And my cry is still what it was at the beginning. Would you hear me and answer me and help me? Because I don't graduate from my need for you. I cry out to you. In Romans, there's a part that says, uh, for I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For I do not do the God that I, the good that I want to do, but the evil that I do not want to do is what I keep on doing. Like, even Paul is like, yeah, we just don't graduate from this. We just continue to do the thing we shouldn't do. We continue to doubt God. We continue to sin. We continue to need him. And so from the depths this morning, perhaps your cry is not one of like, God, save me. I've been walking with you a long time, Jesus. I don't need uh, salvation in that way. But God's, I'm crying out because I do still need you as much as I did on day one, as much as I did as a young Christian, as much as I did on the first day of my faith. I need you today. And so I cry out to you from the depth of my pain, of my broken relationships, I cry out to you from the depth of my despair, of my doubts about how good you are. God, I cry out to you. If you, O Lord, should mark my iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? Because even with this gift of salvation, the list is still growing. (laughs) But with you there is forgiveness that you may be feared. So I wait for the Lord. My soul waits and I hope in his word. I hope in his word. I hear a phrase like that and I think right away of the Bible, right? Like I hope in his word. Like, okay, I've got it. This is like, just read your Bible some more. It's not really, one, that doesn't feel encouraging. Like just read your Bible some more. But it's also not really the heart of what is being said here. When he says to hope in the word, he's saying, remember what God has done before. Like, look to the word. And and we live in an incredible blessed time where we have it in our hands whenever we want it or on our phones. Or Look to the word and see that I have been good and I have been faithful and I have delivered on my promise. 
again and again and again. And not just in the word, but in our life. We, most of us in this room have a story of salvation, of when we first encountered Jesus and how he began to transform our lives. So there's number one time that we learn that God is faithful to what he promised. And I hope many of us up until this point in our faith could pinpoint a number of things that God has done, a number of ways in which he has been faithful and has delivered on the promises that he made, that he has lifted us out of the pit, that he has set us on a sturdy rock, that he has delivered us. And so when it says to hope in the word, it's not saying open up your Bible some more, although that is a great thing to do. It's not really saying that. It's saying remember who God is. See how he has been faithful before. Remember what he has done for you. Remember how he has loved you. Remember how he has answered your prayers before. Remember how he has been faithful. And perhaps that is what some of us need to hear this morning. He is faithful, and just because the prayer isn't answered yet, just because you feel in the pit of despair right now, cry out to him from the depth because he has rescued you from there before, and he can and will do it again, right? I feel a bit emotional this morning, everyone. (laughs) Verse 6 says, And my soul waits for the Lord. More than the watchmen wait for the morning. More than the watchmen wait for the morning. If you're feeling far from God this morning or you are feeling the weight of unanswered prayer, what feels like unanswered prayer, you're, can I challenge you and encourage you, watch the horizon for the morning. Wait. Stay at your post. If you're starting to think, I don't know, maybe I misheard God and the dream is done, stay at your post and wait for the morning. Because the psalmist has an assurance that the sun will rise, and that is what he is giving to us. There is an assurance that God will come through, because he has before. So if you're not sure, or you're feeling unsteady, or, or remember what God has done. Wait for the morning. If you think the dream is dead, wait for the morning. If you think that you're too far gone, the sun is going to rise. If you think that relationship will never get better, if you think your grief will never end, if you think that it's over, and can I tell you, God has not called it over. He said, stay at your post and wait for the morning. More than the watchmen wait for the morning, more than they wait for the morning, wait for me with a confident assurance that I will come through like I have before. That he will be faithful like he has been before. I don't have a fancy three-pointer this morning. I don't have, like, I just have what the word said and that's what it said to me this week. And so we're going to stand and the band is going to lead us again in our worship And my prayer is that uh, you would be encouraged by this word this morning to hold on, to watch and wait for the morning because God is good and faithful to his promise. What he has done before, he can do again. And so we're going to have a worship time, but if you would like prayer, uh, Pastor Brad's here or I'm here, or even the person next to you, if you prefer, they can pray for you.
let us be uh, challenged and encouraged this morning that what God has done before, he will do again. He is a faithful God. Great is his faithfulness to us. Watch and wait for the morning with a confident assurance that it will come, that he will be faithful to his promise. And so for each of us this morning, it might be different. Perhaps you are just far from God and you need... You need to get close to him and freshen your relationship with him. Or perhaps you have a dream that he gave you a long time ago and you're just waiting for it to come to fruition and you're starting to get weary. Or, or maybe, I don't know what it is that burdens your heart this morning, but I do know that God is faithful. That he is faithful and that the sun will rise, that he will come through as he said that he would. And maybe it won't be in the way that you thought, but he will answer your prayer. He will bring to pass the things that he declares. I'm going to pray, Lord. Lord God, I thank you that you care so deeply for us, that you sent your son Jesus to die so that we could have new life, that we would um, be able to be redeemed in him. God, that we can come to you broken um, just as we are and have new life in you. So God, we come to you this morning with repentant hearts for how we have doubted you, for how we have lost sight of who you are and thank you for your salvation. And God, we come to you with the things that burden our hearts this morning. And we declare that we are waiting and watching for the morning. God, that we have not given up because we know you have not given up. And that you will be faithful to what you promised, whether that be healing, whether that be ministry, whether that be the salvation of someone we love. God, whatever it is that is burdening our heart this morning, you see it. And so we lift it to you and ask that you breathe fresh life into it. God, more than the watchmen wait for the morning, we wait on you with a confident assurance that you will come.